Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, this is my favorite time of the year. The weather has changed. Uh, Football season's underway. And of course, there are pumpkins and Halloween stuff all over the place. I don't know if you love the fall as much as I do, Doug. I do. I like the fall. Everything but the allergies it brings. Stupid ragweed looking at you. Oh, man, that is that is the worst. You are right. But the other thing that I love, Doug, is getting scared and all the thrill-seeking. I know you're not really big in that, but I'm, no. I love zombies and nope. horror houses and all no, sorts you. of fun things. So, I'm going to pass on all that, Derek. Pass I know. You're, you're a Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party kind of guy. And there's even moments of Mickey's not-so-scary that's, going to be honest, a little scary. It's like guys with shovels digging graves in a parade. A little frightening. That was cool. So, they had sparks. The sparks threw me off guard. It made my it made cool, my kids I jump. See a little frightening. I like so, it. Well, I like to be more frightened. And with that, we are not talking Disney tonight. No, we are going to Universal Studios, and we're going to talk Halloween Horror Nights. And Doug, you're not the right guy to talk to. No, I'm not. not the right guy to talk to. So we got an officiato onto the show, and that is Mr. Kent Mullins. If you don't know him, he is our number one and number two episodes of 2018 with everything he's done with Disney, 47 days or 47 attractions in one day, one time 48. You are the man, Ken. Thank you again for being on the show. Oh, man. Thank you again for having me, guys. I feel like I'm kind of becoming a regular now. It's great. You have a fan base with uh, Rope Drop Radio. And uh, I mean, Doug and I, we've both actually gotten hung out with you in the last couple trips. That's been fun. I've enjoyed that each time, guys. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. All right. Halloween Horror Nights. What is it? Explain it. So Halloween Horror Nights is a special hard ticketed event at Universal Studios, Florida. It um, basically turns the entire park into, like the word says, Halloween Horror. So it's a bunch of uh, scares, gore. You name it, it's there. Um, It kind of consumes the park and takes over everything. So I've gone to the one makeup horror show there. Is it kind of like that, but exploded everywhere? Yes, except there's no explanation on how they do it. They take all those masks and everything and put them on people. What their job is to scare you. Okay. So not Mickey's not so scary. This is actually scary. Yes. So if you have little kids, this is one you want to avoid. Yeah, I would definitely say if you have little ones, use your best parental judgment. But this event is meant for an older, more mature audience that can handle blood and guts and scares and startles and loud noises and... And, and all that comes with that. So, like I said, I, I advise all people with kids, please use your best judgment for your child. Is there any actual age rules associated with it? There's not. I've seen everything in the parks for this, from baby infants to three-year-olds to seven-year-olds. Yeah. I, it, every time you walk through, you kind of do the double take and be like, I don't know that I bring that child here. But then you'll see some of these little people or little guys, kids, walking in front of you in a house, and you're just like, that kid's not scared at all, but I got to... I got a 30-year-old with me, and, and they're mm-hmm. jumping out of their shoes. Yeah, that's so, why I don't go. <laughs> so like I said, each child of their own, and just use your best judgment as a parent. What is the cost in the hours of this hard tickets you speak of? So we can go in generalities. They kind of do pricing based upon the day that you choose to go. Obviously, the closer to Halloween or a like a Friday, Saturday are more expensive than their non-peak nights. They basically run every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of, of every week starting two weeks ago, which would be September 15th. 
And uh, so pricing during the week is usually about 80 bucks a ticket. The price of the weekend will go one, 110. Okay. And do you have an annual pass then just for this? So you're able to go more often? Correct. I do. I buy a ticket that allows me entry into 30 nights of the event. Basically it's, it's every night except Saturdays. Mm. I miss six Saturdays basically. Wow. Not bad. But so this is only in the one park though. They have the Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. So this is just in Universal Studios, correct? Correct. It is. It's just in the, the studios park. I will say in years past, they've done both parks. They've done Islands of Adventure. I mean, that was back in the mid 2000s. They did that. But here for the past, you know, 15 years or so, 10 years, I guess now, we've been just in Hollywood Studios for the event. Are the rides open as normal or are they closed? Some rides are open, some rides are closed. Um, basically, the rides that you see remain open are more of the adult attractions, and all the kid attractions are closed. So E.T.'s closed, the Mummy is open. You know, the Simpsons is closed, but the Gringotts ride is open. Transformers is open. Rip Ride Rocket is open. So kind of their, their more adult attractions remain open while the kid attractions close. Let's get into what's available at this party. There are lots of houses or haunted houses Give us a rundown of them from worst to best. Go ahead and rank them for us, Kent. Just get on into it. So, so b- before I give you, I start on this list. Just a couple things. Houses are houses are scattered all over the park. There's ten total this year, which is the most that's ever been at Halloween Horror Nights in its 28 years of existence. Um, we've had nine the past few years. They just went to ten this year. So it, it's bigger than ever. We have ten houses, and then what they call five. Five, and I say five and a half, scare zones. So area, a scare zone is areas in the park that is inhabited by scare actors meant, meant to scare you as you just walk through the park itself. And then houses are individual attractions that you walk into, much more confined space where there are scare actors inside that, are, that attempt to scare you or tell the story or what have you. The other thing that's a real big difference with houses, and I really want to make this distinction, is there's what they call IP houses or intellectual property houses. They'll be the, the movies, the TV shows. They've done video games before. They've done rock bands before. Everything not owned. And then there's original content houses, which are houses that Universal creates all on their own. And, um, you know, there have been super successes on both sides. So there's not necessarily one side that's better than the other. You just kind of depends on the house. But it truly is a good scope of, yeah, I've seen that on TV. I'm going to go see that to where I have no idea what this is, you know, but this is created by Universal's own imagination. Do they use a lot of the same houses year to year? I would say, I mean, the answer to that is yes and no. So we, we got four straight years of The Walking Dead. Um, it was a bit overkill by year four. Honestly, I'd say by year three, I was it's overkill. But you'll get like, so The Walking Dead, that's a prime, prime attract, you know, a prime IP property. They had it for four straight years. But a lot of the houses every year are completely brand new and different than the year before. So you'll get some repeats or some, some that continues telling the story from the year before, but you'll never truly get an identical house like the next year. And what I think is really cool is that they go above and beyond with uh, pretty much all the technology and the graphics. It's not just like, oh, you're walking through something dark maze like you might get at your local small town. Boo, out of the corner. No, you're getting pyrotechnics. You're getting actors and all these houses. They really go above and beyond. Yeah, you're, you're walking into basically movie quality sets in their houses. That's the best way to put it. Like when you walk in, you're walking into something that makes you really feel like you're there. And these houses attack every sense you have from from sight to sound to smell to touch. So all these things as you walk through a house, Universal's done a really good job to attack you in every one of these ways. And it 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 truly is it, it's the best this Halloween event in my opinion, year in and year out is the best than anyone I've been to across the country. Because it's it's just so like you say the technology and the movie quality sets and the storytelling and the actors are just so above and beyond. I mean, I know, I know Universal gets a, a lot of, you know, they kind of threw this together and kind of their main stuff they do, but for Halloween Horror Nights, it's spare no expense, and it truly is visually just stunning quite a bit. 
So 10 houses, what do you got, Kent? All right, coming in as number 10, and in my opinion, the worst house, which we've kind of seen as, as, as this event's gone on historically, is Horrors of Blumhouse. Blumhouse, obviously, is a movie production company most famous for the Purge series or the Purge movies. This house kind of walks you through two movies in themselves, the first movie being Happy Death Day, and this, in the back half of the house, you transition mid-house into the purge, which I am pretty sure it's following the new purges that the new purge story that's getting released here soon. But yeah, it's 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 just it's cramped, it's small, it's a rough transition. So in my opinion, this comes in as number ten out of ten on my list. How long does it take to get through a house? When you say it's small, uh, like how long are you in it actually? Uh, probably about three and a half, four minutes. But okay. sometimes when they get a really, like, sometimes when they're really trying it, some houses can take you four or five minutes to get through. Okay. So, and then, and honestly, it's too, it's, it dictates by how the line moves through it as well. That can slow down or speed up. Okay. So, but about three and a half minutes is about average for these. Okay. There is number 10. Number nine. Uh, this is another IP, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh, this is one of the ones I want to go through. Huge Halloween fan. So we've seen this house the past couple of years, and have been really strong houses. This year they moved it into the Shrek attraction building. So they closed down basically one of the theaters in the Shrek building and build the house in the theater for the Shrek hmm. ride. So in, in that space, it's, it's kind of sometimes harder to use some of the more technology and, and whatnot just because of the way that building is. But um, it just... It got awkward at some points. There are times you'll see Michael Myers in your eyesight twice at the same time. So, like, I'll yeah. see him, like, he's standing to my right, but then if I lift my head up, he's also standing to my left. Makes it come somewhat tough. So, and, and just overall, I think for me, I've seen it now a few times here in the past couple of years. So, so for me, it comes in at number nine on my list. Sorry, Derek. It's okay. Uh, Halloween 4 was not that great of a movie. It wasn't, but it does. I will say this. It does follow the movie spot on. Yep. I've like, heard that spot on. It's really good. At totally following the movie. And you know, you'll sit there as you're walking through like, I remember this in the movie. So they do a really good job. And most of their houses that are, are IPs, they do a really good following the script of whatever it is they're trying to create. Number eight, number eight on my list is trick or treat the movie. Uh, the movie last this this movie was created as a scare zone last year in Central Park. Had really good reviews. They've basically taken that and transported it into a house now, and it follows the movie. You follow around that little guy with the bag shaped round thing as he slaughters people through the streets of oh, and I didn't write it down whatever town it is. Sorry, guys. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm yeah, no I help either. I know, didn't it come out over a decade ago? It did. It did. But, 2000, um, 2008. Just looked it up real it quick. That's kind of hard for me, those older IPs and trying to push it to still be popular. I will say, though, one of the coolest scenes um, in all of Halloween Horror Nights is in that house. There's a scene where they actually have a sawed-in-half full-size school bus wrecked. So they mm. literally took a real school bus, wrecked the front of it, and sawed it in half. So for it to appear as it is, the front half of the bus is, is hanging out of water. It is one of the coolest things when you get there. It, it's just one of the things you're like, wow, they really did that. Hmm. So and that's just the quality that they put into to the, to everything they do for these that's houses. Cool. All right. What number are we up to now? Seven? Seven. Seven. All right. um, this is, this is, this is going to be another shocker, I think. Coming in at number seven is the Stranger Things house. Oh, man, um, most people have that as, like, number one, number two this year. Correct. So, Stranger Things, if you love the show... Love the show. Are, I, I enjoy it, too. So, I'll say this as I do enjoy the show. Um, so, but if you love the show, it, it follows season one on a dime. They've done a really excellent job of casting people that look just like the actors in the show. So, I mean, they got the little kids running around talking. They've got, you know, the... Um, the character that's breaking down her wall with the axe looks spot on like Winona Ryder. So they've done a really good job there. It, and it falls at spot on. You're going through the hallways of the elementary school or middle school or whatever it is. And 
and you know you're going into the the research facility where they've got the Demi 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 Gordon mispronounced Demi Gordon. They you know they've got that coming through the wall, and there's some really cool visual optics there. For me, it's just you see the same thing pop out at you over and over again. But like I said, if you love the show, you're going to really like this house because you're you're going to walk onto the set of the show and just walk it all the way through. Doug, do you watch Stranger Things? I, I do not. It's a scary show, Derek, and I value my it's sleep at night. It's not that scary. It's, I also don't have Netflix. I know. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's big. But if I really wanted to see it, I could find a way. There's ways, but I just haven't. I like sleep. Sleep's good. There, there's a couple it. times in, in that house we'll all have to do a double take at some of these characters and just like, is that really them? Like, you know, like they're that close to what they look like. It, it's really cool to see that. All right. Moving on to number six. Number six is this is uh, my first original content house. It says Dead Exposure Patient Zero. In the dead exposure, you are at the forefront of a zombie apocalypse that has broken out in the streets of Paris, France. So basically what happens is, is the zombies have taken over. It's nighttime, and the, the, the house is completely dark as you walk through, only flashes of a black light. So as you're going through it, you really – it's hard to see the hand in front of your face at times except for the flash of the light. And then guys, you know, the scare actors pop out. It tells you the story as you go through I mean, at one point you get onto a subway car and, you know, as you're walking through the house, they kind of build a subway car in. You kind of feel like, you know, it's making the sound. There are zombies coming at you, coming down the subway car. Used a lot of the effects we saw in some of the Walking Dead houses of the past. But uh, it it really did. I mean, these are all, I have this at seven, but seven of of ten really, really, well, I should say nine out of nine really strong houses. So don't take it as bad if it's at six or Stranger Things at seven. But because these are all still really good houses. My main question here, Kent, is do the zombies have a French accent? <laughs> no, but there are uh-huh. people. So as you go through these houses, they tell you a story. It's not just like it's just zombies popping out. So some rooms, there are actors who aren't zombies who are being attacked by zombies. So they're using accents and they're telling the story as you go through. So and that's in all of these houses. It's not just always a bad guy trying to pop out and scare you. Sometimes they'll show a scene where someone's trying to escape a bad guy saying, help me, help me, help me, you know, and then the bad guy comes out and grabs them and pulls them back or whatever. So these houses aren't just walk through someone, you know, like jump out and give you a scare as much as they're telling you stories as you walk through. So as you start in the front of for for dead exposure, you start at the the medical facility where patient zero is and then you end up through the sewers and streets of, of Paris, France, as this outbreak, outbreak has taken over all of France. So you, you kind of follow this story along. So it's like patient zero, and then you go in a room where all the animal testing is, and the cages are open, so you can tell the animals got out, the bit things, the bit people that turn the population into zombies. Awesome. Great. It's really what makes, makes, <laughs> makes this houses, or these houses at Halloween Horror Nights go above and beyond. It's the attention to detail and the storytelling that goes with them. Yep. See, Michelle was worried I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight just from talking about it. So we'll we'll see how we do. See, that's a house I would go through. I All love right. zombies. All right, moving on. Number five. Number five is an IP house. It is a poltergeist. Um, Steven Spielberg. There you go. It, it, it's it's a good house. This is a solid house. So when I'm at at five, like when I say that this is this house on another year could have easily been one or two or three. The poltergeist house. It, it, the opening scene is is really cool because you enter through the graveyard behind the house. So up on the hill, as you walk into, this is in a soundstage kind of behind the Rip Ride Rocket. And as you walk in, the house is up on the hill of this grand above your head, right? So everything's kind of built as much to scale as possible to make you believe you're the size of what's going on. And it's raining. So they literally have rain coming down and wind. You're walking into the graveyard with a... Uh, coach right the the guy the main character he was the coach on the tv show anybody remember his name top of your head yeah he's also mr incredible craig yeah. t nelson right yes. is it craig t nelson there we go yay so uh, i got there eventually right um you hear his voice screaming you you took you moved the headstones but you didn't take the co- the, the coffins 
and the coffins are laying there in the ground, and then you walk in through the house. It's super, it's grand, it's, the scares are good. There's a little lull in the house, we have like these white draped room, if you remember the kind of like the, the sequence in the movie, kind of towards the end where the, everything turns to white and the scares are coming out. So there's that, but it's super strong house, super good. Scares are good, uses a lot of, they use puppets in this house too. So they have these huge puppets that are meant to scare you and be some of the, the, the creatures from the movie as well. Puppets are Good frightening house. in general. So puppets are always frightening. Mm-hmm. And these puppets are, the, are bigger than us. Oh, think well, that's no, no. Thing. The more we listen right. to this, the more Doug is like, I'm out and more I'm yep. in. So yeah, I'll hang out over at Mickey's not so scary. I'm good. Headless <laughs> horseman's about my limit. All right, let's get to uh, the now we're getting to the good ones. Number four. Yeah, we're getting up there. Getting up there. Uh, number four, four of ten, is Scary Tales. Scary this Tales. sounds like something from Disney Junior. Let's be honest. This can't uh, be scary. So, Scary Tales, they take fairy tales and turn them into where the good people are bad and the bad people are worse. So you'll walk into a Rapunzel house. Rapunzel has her hair chopped off, so you see her bleeding from the head and her stringing up the the prince that came to save her. He's strung up on the wall, choked out by her hair. Oh, graphic. That took a turn. Yep. Yeah. The anti-Disney house. Got it. You go into um, the, um, the, the porridge with the bears, right? Mm-hmm. Goldilocks. This is too warm, cold. Yep. So you walk into Goldilocks. Goldilocks is eating the bears now. So the bears are dead on the table, and Goldilocks is eating the bears. So basically, it's all your fairy tales turned twisted. The opening scene for this one's super cool, too, because as you walk in, you walk in, and it's the Wicked Witch of the West has kind of cursed this land, which has caused all of this to happen, is the story. She literally, they have an actor that is flying above your head. They string her from a rope, and she's literally bouncing over and flying over your head as she's casting the spell as you walk underneath her. It's it's super, super cool. Visually, it's, it's absolutely awesome. I like it. I'm in. So number three is Slaughter Cinema. It's Sin, so S-I-N is how it's spelled, not C-I-N. But it's S-I-N, Cinema. Um, cinema is basically a, a local movie house that is based out of Cary, Ohio. Um, some little history on Cary, Ohio. Cary, Ohio makes appearance in every Halloween Horror Nights year. A different house, a different something every year is always based out of Cary, Ohio. I don't think I've ever truly heard where it came from or how it started, but they've had a lot of bad things happen every year in Cary, Ohio, if you believe the Halloween Horror Nights universe. So <laughs> Slaughter Cinema is this year's Cary, Ohio house. It's a it's a it's basically a bunch of B horror movies, and as you walk in, you smell popcorn, and you walk in through the you know the concession stand, and then you enter the movies. And out front, as you're kind of waiting to go in, they show trailers for these B these horror B movies, kind of grindhouse films. Am I right? Correct. Yep. Great, great term there to use. And as you as you walk in, you start to live each movie. So then you'll walk through and it'll show you the movie poster and then you'll go experience the movie for the next room and then you'll come out and it'll be the next movie poster and you experience the movie. That's and they awesome. have everything from Amazon women eating astronauts to to babies burning eyes and, and controlling everything to, you know, the last room, you know, is uh, the Yeti at the end is, is always the, the room that's talked about. So the Yeti at the end is super Is that the, cool. the Yeti from uh, Animal Kingdom? He's taking a break at night and coming over? He could be. It's, he's that big. I'll tell you that. I mean, he towers over me, and I'm 6'3". So and I'll, every time I walk through that, that house, he gets me every time. I've been through it four times now. So every time I walk through there, I'm, I know he's there. And every time he's, he pops out, and he's like, man, you're tall. You just can't be... You're just not quite as tough as those little kids that you were talking about earlier. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not. And it's in Halloween Horror Nights. It's it's for me. It's you know you get over the scare after a minute. You know that that kind of passes, and then you really get to get in and appreciate the stories that are being told, what you're going through, seeing the detail in the houses, and it's fine. And I'll go into some of these next two houses, which have a ton of detail. 
but um, it, it truly is what makes the, the event remarkable. Finally, number two, number two is Seeds of Extinction. So basically in this house, humanity is wiped out by a meteor and, and plant, or plant monsters have taken over. So as you walk in, you walk into an Arizona town, um, Lightning Gulch is where you walk into. So Lightning Gulch, every time they have a Western-themed house throughout the years of the event, it's always been in Lightning Gulch. This is in Arizona after this meteor hits. You see like little just kind of, you know, you walk into a convenience store as one of the rooms, right? And it says Lightning Gulp. That's what's selling like a, a drink in the, in, the, in the convenience store. So you walk in and this, this house, it's foliage everywhere. So just imagine plants taking over a bank, convenience store, you know, there's a child daycare it takes over. And, and, and these plants, these scare actors can camouflage so well with these plants. You look right at them and don't see them, and then they pop out. So it's, it's really good. Another thing to point out, out in this house is when you walk through this house, you're going to see a crashed airplane above your head, a real airplane. You're going to see it. they've crashed a real airplane and kind of put it above your head. And it has the, the serial number of the airplane on it. Universal registered, really did register that airplane and then have it say, if you Google it, it's in Arizona and it crashed. Oh, that's so cool detail. That, they went that extra step with the FAA to register it so that if you really did look up that serial number, you'll get kind of the backstory of what's going on in the house. Now, I've seen some videos and pictures of this house and it's really cool. They got a lot of pumpkin masks and outfits. Really just amazed me with the level of detail that they put into these kind of plant people. It, it's great. It's, it truly is remarkable. And like I said, they're camouflaged so well that they, they're just part of the environment and, and you can literally look right at them and I don't even see them. And these people are being paid, but right. also having a good time scaring. Oh, they it's, like be a, having a blast. it's a win-win job. It is. Come on, it Doug. Could be. you scare people? If you don't want to be scared, could you at least I'm, be on the other end? I'm told I scare people every day at work. So you do. That's I'm true. As one of your patients, frightened. Like, I, I, people are frightened by me every day. I have people that sit down and say that they're scared of me, that they don't like me. I feel a little bit like Wreck It Ralph. No one need likes to, going to the dentist. Need to go to his meeting. So I, I guess I, I, uh, I could work there. Although I'm more like the dentist in the Fox commercials about Thursday night football that just talks about the NFL matchup coming in the week. And if you haven't seen that commercial, you're just missing out. That's, that's how it practice. That's Doug dentistry. in a nutshell. Yeah. Anyway, number one, Kent. So for me, and I, I think this house is, is for, I guess I'm biased because I've been a fan for years. So this for me, to me, is Carnival Graveyard Rust in Pieces. Carnival Graveyard is basically... Carnivals have come and gone at the time, and these people have collected all the old parts from carnivals and amusement parks. And that's parks frightening, right there. Yep, that's and super them, frightening. Put them in this junkyard. So they put them in this junkyard, and they basically anybody that that trespasses, they kill in their wicked ways and fashion. Um, so as you walk in, you see somebody with a trespass sign around their neck that's dead, hanging on the wall. You know, kind of like, hey, be warned, you walk in here, you're going to, you know, you're trespassing here, we're going to kill you. The detail in this house is remarkable. They've done a good job of incorporating a lot of the old props and stuff from houses in years past are the rust in pieces. So as you walk through, you'll be like, oh, that was a house from 2009. Oh, that was the fidget spinner used in the Bill and Ted show last year. So as you walk through these houses, it's nostalgia throwback, but then the scares are really good. They've done a real good job, and, and this has lost some people. Kind of towards the end of the house, you see a like one of those mobile generators, like the big ones you'll see at like concerts and stuff, you know, the big mobile generators. Yeah. So there, you'll see one kind of wrecked at the end, but throughout the house, as you look up, you see the electric wires above your head being strung to each room that light things. And then if you really follow it as you walk through, they all tie back into this broken generator. So they literally have tied in every room of the house so if you're not looking up or you're not looking around at your environment, you'll never notice it. But into this one generator, which is – and you'll see the generator is broken in, which is causing the lights to flicker throughout the rest of the, the property or the house. Um, it's super, super detailed, super well done. A lot of good scares, a lot of carnival scares. So you've got like the bearded woman and you've got 
you know, people that cut the faces off of people and are kissing with each other, you know, kissing the dead people's faces that they've cut off. Of course. Um, yeah. Why not? So the detail in this house, I think, is, is, is amazing. I think the story is really well done. Um, even though you're walking into this, like, scrapyard, the scares are some original scares in there, stuff they haven't done in years past. The other thing, too, is there are some big light-up red buttons that um, they just – Universal just puts them in the houses every year. And people nine times out of ten, 99 out of 100 probably walk by and never touch them. I always recommend touching any button that lights up as you walk through any house. Don't be afraid to touch that button. Interesting things always happen. In this Ooh. case, the person behind you gets really wet. But Ooh. <laughs> Good to know. It's a lot of. This is why you listen to the show right there. Got to touch the button. All right. Yep. So my ten houses. Ten houses. That's go. pretty good. Ten houses ranked in order. And, and so here's the thing: on a normal night, some of these houses can have two and three hour waits. Do you feel like it's possible to get through all ten in a single night without an express pass? Probably not. To be honest with you, if you had to stand in regular lines, you probably could have done it last Wednesday, which would have been the. First Wednesday of the run, you could get it done. You can't get it. There's no way you're doing it this week or moving forward. It's just there's two. There's no way. So yeah, pick and choose based off Kent's top ten. Other than the houses at Halloween Horror Night, you mentioned the scare zones too. What other types of entertainment are offered? So you have you have five original scare zones that walk through. There's also one show that is a dance show. Uh, called the Academy of Villains, which, um, sure, okay. Um, I'm not a big fan on my end, but to each their own. Um, it, I didn't go see it for the purpose of the show, though. Is it, well, thank you for putting in the work, but is it geared towards a different age, or what's, what's so, hanging up there? Let's, um, so Academy of Villains is a dance troupe. It's a dance troupe is basically what it is. Um, they've been at this, their third year at the event. They had them at a stage up in front of Mel's, diner for the past two years well last year a hurricane came through right at the first week and destroyed their stage um so universal put up kind of a makeshift stage and they kind of had to cut their show and tone it down um last year there was also a very fan loved and beloved show called bill and ted's excellent halloween adventure that had been there for, for 20 plus years of this event. Um, actually, I think it's 26 years it ran. So Universal made the decision last year that last year had been the last year of Bill and Ted show and that they were going to move the Academy of Villains into the stage show, which is the Fear Factor stage show next to Men in Black in the back. I went and, and I went and saw it. I was never a fan the past two years. I, I These people are super talented. They're doing things with, with their bodies that I could not do with mine. So I respect the fact that what they do I just don't get it. I just, I don't, it's it not, doesn't fit the event to me. Just like, dancing just, and tumbling? So you think you can Correct. dance. Correct. And I will say this, because in my rant of Academy of Villains, which I really want Bill and Ted's to leave, so maybe this is coming from that place, is the Academy of Villains were thrown off twice by NBC on their own show, the, uh, the so America's Got Talent. They got cut twice on their own show, and they put them at Halloween Horror Nights. So there's a little insight. If you go back and watch watch America's Got Talent, they cut them once in the prelims, and then they let them come back, and then they cut them again immediately. Interesting. So and Simon did not have nice things to say about them the second time they cut them. Said they were just kind of boring, um, basically, to paraphrase. So, But that's the property they have at their, their Halloween event. So you're on so. the same page as Simon Calvin. Yeah, me and him yeah. think alike. All right. You got the same T-shirt? that you wear that white T-shirt or so? To... No? Okay. <laughs> Accent's better, too. Yeah. All right. Important topic here. Any special food offered during this event? There's, there is. Uh, this year, they've got a bunch of food they, they kind of put after the uh, waffles from Stranger Things. So, you know, Legos are a big part of that show. And them eating Legos... So, I mean, they did a bunch of different things with them. I have a, I've had, I've had the triple decker, which is basically three layers of waffle cream, uh, whipped cream in between topped with, uh, like peanuts or peanut butter morsels and then chocolate morsels with jelly beans. I picked off the jelly beans. I'm not a fan, 
But I had that. That, that was good. Um, but they also do like a strawberry shortcake version of waffles, a bananas foster version. They're all over the place. People are eating them up. The other thing I do recommend that if anybody goes, find the pizza fries. They're kind of a running joke, but they're super good. They I've heard about those. And build pizza on top. So it's like cheese and pepperoni and the marinara on top of french mm. fries. Yep. Really people good. people randomly take pictures and put it on Twitter and social media. Where, so Where do you get that. pizza fries? Where, where are they so located? The pizza fries are located next to the, uh, the, the E.T. entrance. You know, there's the little restaurant. There's like SpongeBob, the SpongeBob kind mm-hmm. of area. And then there's the little back there in the corner is that little restaurant or outdoor counter service thing. Right in there is where they have pizza right. fries. There's an important tip. Pizza fries. Right pizza across, fries. If you ever you see it, right across from the pop-up bar. Amazing how that works. All right. Amazing. Yeah. The convenience of the bar popping up right where you need it. All right, Kent. So oh. one more, I got one more food for you. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, you missed this one is the twisted taters. Um, they're really good too. They're more of a snack. They're more of like a potato on a kebab, but they spiral them. So it's basically a whole potato spiraled on a stick and then they fry it and then put, you know, a couple of, they have like couple seasonings that you can choose and you can put your seasoning on it. They're really good too. I would eat that. And they, that sounds they good right now. They didn't have them like the first basically week or so. And then a bunch of people from my understanding said, Hey, where are the twisted taters? And then they, they finally brought them back kind of the end of last week. You ask and you receive. Yep. I like that. That's great. They'll get you anything that you spend money on. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. All right, Kent. Derek kind of alluded to this earlier, but since you are a three-time finisher of the Parkeology Challenge, planning an effective strategy is kind of your thing. So lay out a guide for our listeners so that they can get the most done in the time they have. Okay, so I guess there's, there's two ways to start. You can kind of let me know how you walk through it. If you have a regular theme park day ticket, so you're already in the park and you're staying for Halloween Horror Nights. I recommend doing the stay-in screen, which basically means you sit and wait in one of three areas and wait for the park to open, but you beat the mad rush at the gate. So okay. that, if you have that option, great. Do that. If you don't have that option, be there at rope drop. Be on the rope. Get there. You know, they usually open 545, 6 o'clock, right, right in that time frame. It kind of varies on the day. I would be there 4.30, 4.15, like ready to go and wait. Um, because if you get sucked further back, it's going to take you 15 minutes, 20 minutes to even get through the gate once they open. And then by that point, I mean, your first house is going to be a 25-minute wait. So get on the rope or either be in the stay and screen box. I recommend always starting in the back of the park. So start back there by Men in Black. There are five houses kind of back in that corner. You can get literally, if you, once they open and you get to the back, you can get through the back five houses in probably an hour because you're literally going to walk into four of them without anybody there. I would recommend always start in the back and then as soon as you get off, walk right into the line for the next one. So wherever they start. And you will, like I said, you'll probably walk on to four of the five houses. You might have a short wait for the last one. After that, then start working up into the front. So one of the when I say the back five houses, you've got two right there by Fievel's Playland, or, you know, back there, Curious George Barney. You have two between the Simpsons and Men in Black. There's that kind of there, the bathroom's kind of there to the right. And then you have the Blumhouse house, which is between Men in Black and the Fear Factor stage. So those are the five in the back. So those are the five you kind of work through first. And then bring yourself forward. And now you're playing the watch the app game and picking your poison. I would probably wait to get into Stranger Things last because that line's going to sit at three hours. Even like I said, last Wednesday when it was the slowest it'll be all year, it was still 45, 50 minutes when every other house was 10 or 15. Wow. So, I mean, we're seeing that kind of ratio for that house. It's It's been amazing to me, the response. I enjoyed the show and I really did like it, but I didn't expect the response that I've seen. Do you it's, just have to get in line before the park closes? Correct. Just like Disney World, just got to be in line before it closes and they'll filter you through. And we are saying with Stranger Things, we are seeing lines heavier for the Stranger Things house than we were seeing for the Walking Dead house the year it came. And if you think the hype I felt for Walking Dead was a little stronger going into that year, 
But I think we're seeing Stranger Things is just wiping it out every year, wiping out those records set in years past. Um, so at that point, when you get to the front five, just kind of pick your poison. Because at that point, everything, if you don't have an express pass, is going to be a minimum, a minimum of 45 minutes. Um, so then just kind of work your way through and watch wait times for the back five. If you're trying to get just the houses, which is kind of the meat and potatoes of the event, I'd skip the rides. I mean, because they're just going to suck away time that you're going to have to spend waiting in line anyway. So that, that's the way to get the most out of it. Start in the back, get through that, and then work your way forward. Because think about everybody coming in and starting in the front and going to work the other way. So my advice, get in, get to the back. So don't rearrange your entire evening for the Academy of Villains. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't. don't do that. No. Okay. No, no, house, no. House, house, not house, a house, house, house. It's not a fan. Um, the other thing, too, though, is they have these, these scare zones that are scattered throughout the park. I'd also recommend for anybody that's going, spend some time in the scare zones. They have a really – the scare zones this year, I think, are the best I've ever seen the scare zones collectively in the history of Halloween Horror Nights. And I've literally gone all but – I've gone 24 of 28 years. I did the math before the show to count. So this year, collectively, the scare zones are outstanding. They did the killer clowns from outer space. It looks like the characters are straight out of the movie. They have the same Love personality movie. from the movie. You ever saw it. And the movie is ridiculously stupid. Yes. If you remember it. It's, it's ridiculously stupid. But the scare zones, the clowns are identical. And they're, it's, it's, it's eerie looking when you look at them and you're like, wow, that's, ex- you know, that's exactly what they were. And then they're, they're playful and they have their personalities. Um, the Vamp 85 New Year's Eve, which is on the streets of New York, they do a ball drop every 15, 15 minutes or so. They do 15, 30 minutes. They do like a little dance show on a stage and they do a ball drop. And uh, it's basically, you know, the whole event theme is kind of the 80s this year. So they have characters running around. You'll have like a a Corey Haim look-alike, a Michael Jackson look-alike that are vampires now that are attacking people, a mm. Prince look-alike, there's a Madonna look-alike, you know, and, and they're kind of walking through the streets of New York, popping out at people, and then they'll do, like, the countdown, 10, 9, 8, as the ball drops, and then they all spread out and go attack everybody in, in the land, which is pretty cool. And the Chucky scare zone, they do a Chucky scare zone over um, on the Hollywood Boulevard side in front of the old Terminator building, soon to be the born building they do chucky chucky is a real a doll that they voice and fully interacts with everybody as they walk by even calling mm-hmm. you by name so he'll have full conversations with you in the voice of chucky you calling you out by name it's it's the coolest thing right that's awesome and this year too which i'm universal has done done well this year and a lot of their characters in the scare zones now at least for those three they allowed their their scare actors to talk and to have a personality and so they'll talk to you in their character and they'll stay in character no, and cool. you get a interaction and personalization in the character so as you're walking through the chucky yeah the chucky doll talks to you because it's voiced and whatever but also the broken ballerina girl that's walking around is having a conversation with you too so it, it's it's been really cool seeing this year the amount of, it's this year for me has been the most fun the event has been. It's scary as well, but at the same time, it's just fun. And when you walk around, you're like, man, that, that yeah, this is scary. Somebody's jumping out at me, but oh, that's kind of funny. You know, that's, I've had this interaction, and, and they've personalized it that way, which I think is a good step for Universal to go. Instead of the zombies that walk around and can't say anything or mm. interact or do anything, they just got to walk around dead, right? So we've gotten kind of away from that into these more vibrant personality driven characters and it, it's been a really good addition this year cool get your houses back to front watch the app and spend some time in the scare zones that's the strategy then and which that's, app is it the universal the main universal app they do the wait times on there that's the one i use any parting tips for halloween horror nights so i do have a few um my first one and this is maybe a recap of something i said in the past is slow down in the houses if the person in front of you runs and takes off, doesn't mean you have to run. Slow down. Don't stop, obviously. That's not what you're supposed to do. But slow down, walk, enjoy the houses, and take it all in. 
there's so much little, little detail. And if you can get past being scared for a few moments to really appreciate the environment you're in and notice every little thing, it truly is. That, that, that is number one for me for anybody that goes. Number two tip I have, push the buttons. If you see a button that's lit up, push it. If you see something, try it. It might not do anything, but I think you'll find that uh, there are times that buttons and stuff do things. In years past, they've had phones that ring. You can answer the phone in the middle of the house, and you'll hear the voice of a Walking Dead character on the other end talking to you. So they put these little details in, and I know you. Some people, a lot of people, feel like you're not supposed to touch. You know, there is there is a fine line here. Please don't touch and ruin something. You know, if you're ruining it. But if there's a button that's lit up or a phone ringing, answer the phone. Uh, number three, and this is this can go either way. I I say don't show fear. So if you show the scare actors you're you're afraid, it's just you're just chumming the waters. It is attack city for you. If you want to be scared, Doug, show fear. Doug would be chum in the water. <laughs> I'm not even not even getting to the water, Derek. I'm good here. I'll I'll drag you there someday, hopefully. Nope, nope. If, if you don't want to be messed with, just don't show fear, and I guarantee you, nine nine out of ten times, they're letting you walk right by and won't even acknowledge you. Love it. Number four, and this is I have a lot of fun. I'll go for some nights and spend an hour to just sitting there in a scare zone. Find a bench in a scare zone and just people watch. Watch these scare actors work and watch the random people walk by. You will laugh so hard at some of these people getting frightened to death and you see it coming. It, it is truly a lot of fun. So I really recommend take some time, sit in a scare zone and just watch people watch. I could do that. That sounds fun to me. I like that it, idea. With your pizza fries. <laughs> yeah, with my pizza fries and my Twister Taters. Totally. Get your food, sit down, and, and enjoy the show. Yeah, um, all right. And th this one comes from me because I've seen it quite a bit. Um, and this is kind of just me asking nicely is, guys, if you do go, don't be a jerk to the scare actor. Don't be the tough guy that tries to stick your face in their face because they jumped out of you. Don't don't be the guy that, that you know, curses and stuff. And not because you're scared, you're just cursing because you're trying to act tough or impress people. Don't shove your friend into a scare actor that's crawling on the ground. That's not doing anybody any good. And it just makes a bad situation. So don't be a tough guy. Don't don't be the jerk in the house. Don't tear apart a house. We always say a couple weeks in the event, you can see where people have gone in and torn things off the wall or taken things. And it just, don't be that guy. Come on, guys. Don't be that guy. So that's it. Those are my five tips. Okay, Last good one's tips. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're a returning guest. With all our guests that are new, we do the lightning round to learn more about them. However, if you want to hear Kent's lightning round, you got to go back, back, 90, back, back. Ninety-one, something like uh, that. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Episode ninety-five. Go give it a listen. Uh, at the end, you get Kent's lightning round to learn all about him. Or you can go to Patreon and learn even more about Kent from last time. Mm -hmm. But tonight, because you're returning, we do Armchair Imagineering. We're in the wrong park for Imagineering, but we're just going to go with it anyway. So your question is, what would you cut from Halloween Horror Night, and what would you replace it with? Well, this year I'm definitely cutting Academy of Villains. I had to cut it no. three years ago. Without a doubt, Academy of Villains is already out the door. I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. Get rid of it. Um... I'm not saying people won't go and like it, just not for me, so cut that. I, I would, there's a couple of things. Obviously, I, I would love to see Bill and Ted return. Bill and Ted was a parody show that added some comedy and laughter, and it was a break from Halloween Horror Nights. When you go to the Academy of Villains show, it's dark, and they use, you know, techno music, and it's just, it's not a break from everything else. How Bill and Ted used to be that. So I think bring that back would be one, I mean, but that's a personal thing. Um, as more of a, a creative side of Universal, I think they've done a good job this year in bringing a 10th house. I think that's, that's helped quite a bit. I would love for them to continue to go down the path of us being able to interact more with characters along the way, even to the point of storytelling. So if they could underline the whole event with a, a deeper story that if we talk to certain people along the way or you know, you, you kind of could piece together this overarching story that's not necessarily advertised that can give those of us who kind of want a little bit more, you know, we're past the going in the houses, but we want to learn more about whatever fictional story you've created. 
but you have characters that can tell me that story as I go around. But I have to find them. I have to do the work. I have to do the research or whatever. So if that was me, that's what I would add. I'd add to the event. Awesome. Overarching story. Look at that. I like that. Arc. That's like another depth of uh, you know people who return. I really like that idea. All right. Well, thank you, Kent, for coming on with all your experience. You still have a whole month. You'll probably go back a dozen more times and pick up on more details and push more buttons. I will. I'll be there tomorrow night. Awesome. We'll take some pictures, and we'll be posting some pictures on our social media throughout the week. Again, Ken, thank you so much for being on Rope Drop Radio. Uh, it might be a little late this year to be booking a trip for Halloween Horror Nights or Mickey's Not So Scary, but next fall... It'll come here before you know it, and we highly yep. recommend using Michelle McKnight. Send her an email now. Get her on uh, get on a list so when the right booking time comes around, she can help get you set up and all the reservations. Uh, Kent, you didn't mention this. It's probably good to stay in our property at Universal Studios. Get those yeah, passes. Definitely. Yep, get in. Get the, the express pass that mm-hmm. way by staying at the right resorts. Not all the resorts have them, so that's right. A good reason to use Michelle. She knows that stuff. Perfect. So her email is in the show notes. And of course, follow Kent, UCF Kent on Twitter. We love having you on the show. You've been some of our best episodes and uh, can't wait for you to make another crack at Disney uh, and the running thing. But love that you got to run all 10 uh, houses at Halloween Horror Nights and great to hear your review. One day I will try and drag Doug. We'll try. Nope. Oh, you got to come one time. Come on, one time, Doug. Uh, you and I put on a patch. Nights? No. Get a couple daiquiris in you. I don't. Why would I need a patch for Halloween Horror <laughs> I don't know. Night? You I need whatever you can get. Sickness. What, whatever you need. <laughs> strobes, motion, whatever can help you get there, Doug. We'll do. Oh, Kent and I will I drag you down there. Not, not enough. Let's give it a, give it a year or two. We'll make Let it happen. Marinade. Yes, absolutely. Uh, not even going to say we'll see. If we can even get if, some rope drop radio town, listeners to bring you down. If you're in town and it's it's here, we're going, dude. Like, you got to suck like it up. I like it, yes. We're going. Uh, uh, next year, the year after. If you're down here and it's going, you're going. Ollie, if I have to come uh, and pick you up, you're going. I love it. it. And Kent's pretty big. He'll pick you up. I, I, got, I got a lot of soccer teams to coach. I, you know pretty busy at that time of year so just saying all right we'll see stay <laughs> tuned for the next year or two with halloween horror nights again ken thank you so much be sure to follow rope drop radio on all the social medias and go to our website www.ropedroppers.com but for kent doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio universal studios halloween horror nights special <laughs>